Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with a Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome to Coffee with the Doc. It's so great, uh, so great to be with you again. Um, I, I want to ask you a question. How are you doing with those uh, New Year's resolutions? Probably for some of you, uh, you've already uh, faded off of some of those New Year's resolutions. Maybe some of your uh, uh, activities around the house. Uh, maybe it's your health. Uh, you made some resolutions for that. Maybe in relationships, uh, you've made some resolutions. And many of us, uh, after a few weeks, uh, we kind of go back to our old self. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, primarily uh, the ones uh, focused around your health and well-being and, and see if we can't get you on track and maybe a little better way of thinking and approaching how to get healthier and, and not just physically, but emotionally as well as we head through 2020 and beyond. I, I firmly believe that for the most part, we are in control of our overall well-being. There, there's some factors that play in that, that are not in our control, but uh, the largest percentage of it, it is within our control. And that's the part I'm going to worry about is, is what I can control and do better at. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work at that. Uh, I think the approach that, that many of us take. Uh, we want a quick fix. We want things to, to improve right away. And we do some things that maybe are drastic. Uh, and we don't stick with them for the long haul because they are so drastic out of the norm for what our typical life has been up to that point. So we're going to give you an overview of, of uh, what I call the uh, bare essentials of wellness. Uh, these are the, the minimums and areas that you need to focus on, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about why those areas are important and give you some simple steps to get started in each of those, kind of give you an overview of how do we do all of these things uh, throughout the course of our life, and you'll find that it's really not that complicated and it's certainly applicable to all of us. We can all do it. Uh, the first one is functional activity. We're going to go through these uh, uh, proper nutrition as well. What does proper rest look like and why is it important? Our mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. Why is that so important in our overall well-being? Our structure, we have issues in our structure. What can we do about those? And then how do we avoid the, the many toxins that are, are in our environment that we come in contact with, but also those that we put into our body, uh, either knowingly or unknowingly, put those toxins in? How can we, how can we manage all uh, six of these key areas to our overall wellness in a way that doesn't overwhelm us. And I think that's the big issue for a lot of people. They want to make some improvements uh, in their overall, overall well-being, and they, they get overwhelmed pretty quickly. And that's what happens with resolutions. We say, okay, we make a long list. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do that better. I'm going to do this better and that better. And uh, and the list overwhelms us. Real life kicks in, and, and those things get pushed out. So there is a better way, and I'm going to talk about that, and we'll weave it through all of this conversation today. But let's look at functional activity. And the old word for that is exercise. 
yeah, uh, <laughs> exercise has become a bad word. Uh, not too many people want to hear it. So we talk about functional activity. I'm a chiropractor now, 35 plus years, and I see a lot of issues uh, around people's uh, physical well-being because they're not getting enough functional activity. They're not moving enough. Every aspect of our body, and I mean every aspect of our body, is dependent on proper function, moving regularly enough to stay healthy. When areas become inactive, the health of that particular area of our body will diminish rather quickly, believe it or not. And I think this holds true. The older you get, the faster that area deteriorates when you're not using it. We look at it from our mental and emotional, our nervous system side of it, uh, different muscle groups and joints, our digestive tract, any internal organ, every particular area of our body, when it would stop getting proper function, proper activity to it, um, that area will diminish in health. The health of that particular area goes down. So we have got to use our body, all aspects of it, enough to keep it healthy. Now, there's a fine line there also between using it enough and overusing it and causing things to wear out uh, much faster. But I tell people, uh, you'll rust out a lot faster than you'll wear out. Meaning you sit around and do nothing, uh, you're going to have problems, and it probably won't take very long to have those particular problems. So what does a functional activity look like? You say, oh, I just hate exercise. Well, it's not really exercise, although exercise could be part of functional activity. But we need to get moving. We need to just walk. We need to use the arms and muscles. Uh, we need to get our heart rate up. We need to get our, our respiratory up a little bit. We need to use as many muscle groups as we can. So I call it just being active in life, trying not to sit around very much. You can minimize the sitting. If you stay moving, you're going to be a whole lot better off. So make a simple, small improvement in how much you're moving around and stick with that for a couple of weeks. Maybe you say, hey, you know, I want to, I want to get out and walk a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's a great time of year in, in, in at least our area of the country down here in southwest Florida to get out and get moving. Uh, it's the best time of year for that. I played around a golf uh, uh, last week, and I, I don't normally do that in the winter months because it's uh, not really uh, a time that I have a whole lot of extra time. But it was an absolute glorious day in the mid-70s, low humidity, just a mild breeze. It was wonderful just to be outside moving around. We also, you know, like to go out in the woods and, and look at the wildlife. Uh, down here in Southwest Florida. Uh, so whatever it is that we can do, we try to just get out and do it, whether it's ride our bike, get outside, throw a, a ball back and forth to the dog or the grandkids, uh, just get moving any way you can and take some little baby steps in those areas. You don't have to go down to the local gym and hire a trainer and say, okay, kill me uh, for the next two or three weeks and, and be sore all the time. And that works for some people, but for a lot of people, it sure doesn't. So you need to get moving. Take little baby steps of activity and, and gradually improve on that. At the same time, uh, step number two and principle number two is proper nutrition. Well, you don't have to go on some uh, rash diet, and, and sometimes that works for some people, again, uh, that can just say, hey, I'm going to turn my life around exactly. I'm going to do this and that, and they are, are very good at that. For most people, by and large, I don't think that really works that well, because when you go on a drastic change to your diet, uh, eventually you go off that diet and you go back to the old way of eating. My recommendation is to, and, and here again, write everything down uh, that you consume, eat, drink for a week 
two weeks, uh, probably two weeks is certainly very adequate to take a look at that. You don't need a degree in nutrition. Uh, you don't have to be a nutritionist to look at what you're eating. Put down the the uh, mat- the actual foods that you're eating and and your own description of the quantity. All right. And as you look at that, when you put it on your own piece of paper and stare at it and look at it without a degree in nutrition, you're going to be able to say, gee, uh, there's an awful lot of this or that that doesn't need to be on there. Foods that aren't real good quality foods. I like whole foods. And what is a whole food? Well, it's a whole food. That's <laughs> what does all mean? All means all. No. Uh, but whole foods, you know, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, lean meat, whole foods. Packaged food is not a whole food. It's packaged. It's processed. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there that they have to put in there to keep it from rotting out before you purchase it that most of the time those things aren't that great for you. There's a lot of added sugars in there as well. So you write down everything that you consume over the course of a week or two. Most people can figure it out in a week's time. But you look there and say, wow, you know, I have a Uh, three sweet teas a day, every single day. Most nights I sit down after uh, dinner and I'm watching TV and I have a snack or a dessert or I notice, gee, I I don't have a whole lot of fresh fruit or fresh vegetables in this particular uh, diet that I'm I'm consuming. Maybe there's a a lot of alcoholic beverages on there. Whatever it is, you're going to be able to pick up something, maybe more than something, uh, in your particular uh, regular everyday diet that you can say, gee, you know, I, I probably need a whole lot less of that. And and that's where you start. You start by saying, okay, I'm going to eliminate the, the, the three sweet teas a day. A lot of sugar there, a lot of stuff that uh, isn't great for you. Uh, and, and I'm going to go with water. Or you're going to find another beverage that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. And you start there. You clean that up. You say, you know, I'm, I'm eating an awful lot of snacks. You start cleaning it up a little bit with your own knowledge on what is healthy. And keep in mind, here's a, here's a good template to go by. Fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, lean meat, okay? Whole foods. If you have a lot of other stuff that's not whole foods, you probably that's stuff you want to start gradually working and cleaning up your diet on a gradual, you know, week by week basis. You don't have to completely turn your diet upside down overnight to get the benefit from it. So two things you've started out doing, you started becoming a little more active, all right? You're finding ways to be active, whether it's after work, at lunch, or or just whenever it is that you can be a little more active, you started moving a little bit more, I'd recommend you get a Fitbit or something that will track how many steps you get, how much walking you're doing. It'll track also your sleep and some other things that are, are kind of important in what we're trying to accomplish here. But those are two things to start working on right away. Okay, I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to start being a little more active. And you do that for two, three weeks. Don't worry about big drastic changes. But I tell you, as you get going with that, momentum is going to kick in. You're going to start feeling better. Probably within that first couple of weeks, you're going to start feeling better. Within two, three weeks, you're going to get on the scale and you're going to go, wow, hey, without even really trying about it, without that being my goal, I've, I've lost some weight. Uh, my daughter and I uh, typically do the Whole30 diet twice a year, or if not more. And then through the rest of the year, we, we try to stick to the, the framework of that. We know what's best. Uh, but for 30 days, we're very strict about it. Only eating 
fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, lean meat. We don't have any wheat products. Uh, we don't have that. That eliminates the gluten issue. We don't have any sugar, sugary items or added sugars. Um, and we don't have any dairy products. And there's a few other things that are included in there. But very strict, 30 days. It kind of cleans our system out. Um, and it's a little tough to do it, uh, I will tell you. But we've done this for a couple of years now. It really kind of resets our nutrition. And through that process, I tend to lose weight without really trying. That's not the goal of that particular uh, diet, but it is to kind of clean out your system. And, and I'll tell you that, that that last quarter of the year where we've got Thanksgiving and, and we did some traveling in there, and then all of a sudden, you know, the holidays hit and there's just so much holiday snacks. And, and while I try to be good, uh, when I got on the scale in January, I said, oh my, my, I was almost as heavy as I've ever been in my life. And I said, "It's thank God it's it's time for that whole 30 uh, cleanse again. And I was really desiring it. So over the course of that, I've lost about 12 pounds uh, and my system is cleaning up. And guess what? My back feels better. My hips feel better. My knees feel better. And I'm resting better. Now that I'm eating better and I'm getting more active again, getting activity again, back into my uh, into my lifestyle. That moves us into number three, which is proper rest. So you're going to do those things. And if you're doing them, proper rest will probably fall right in line. I'm not going to talk that much about it. But uh, I do have a Fitbit. I wear it at night. It monitors my sleep cycles and how much I'm sleeping. So I can get kind of a good idea. You can do your own research on that. But you really need to have, you know, six to eight hours of quality sleep every night. The experts will tell you, oh, eight hours. I don't know that that's actually true. I get between six and a half is pretty much my average. And I want to get some good quality sleep in there. But if you're exercising and eating right, uh, proper rest is going to probably take care of itself. But if not, there's a lot of things that you can do that you need to do to get a good night's rest. If you have a health problem that's keeping you awake at night, you need to deal with that health problem. Uh, if you have sleep apnea, uh, that's another issue that's preventing good quality sleep at nighttime. But rest is a key component. I know uh, uh, within the last month or so, a couple members of my family have had that nighttime cough and they've been coughing at night. They're not resting very well and it affects every aspect of their well-being. Uh, mental, physical is just not that good. Emotionally, they're not doing so good because they're not getting proper rest. So proper rest is, is vitally important. So we got functional activity. We got to move to keep things functioning properly. We got to give it the right nutrients. You know, the junk in our system when we eat uh, really causes a lot of problems. We need to get proper rest. And I mentioned a little bit there in that last section, but mental, emotional, spiritual well-being is number four. We know when we're under a lot of stress, for example, that, uh, gee, it doesn't seem like much is positive, that, that stress is a negative impact on any health condition we have. It's incredible. So we need to have proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. Each of those is very, very important. Uh, we go through life, and probably one of the biggest areas of mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being that I see is, is relationships. We struggle in relationships with each other. And there's remedies for this where we can improve on relationships. It's really important. Uh, and, and usually, who is it that we are having trouble with in a relationship in is someone that's very close to us, someone within our family, someone that we uh, see on a regular, ongoing basis. And, that, and you know, you just, uh, they're so and so, and you you're, you stress stress through that situation, all that stress and that uh, anxiety uh, 
it, it affects our nervous system. That's the system of our body, our nervous system, brain and, and the nerves that go out to all the different cells and tissues of the body that control the health of our body. And we put stress on it because of our mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. That's not where it should be. As far as a wellness program, that's probably the area that most people neglect is their mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. They're working out and they're eating better and they're looking great, but inside they're a wreck. And you've got to work on that particular area of your overall well-being. So if you know you have problems in those areas, you need to make some time within your schedule to really get some help, uh, get some guidance. There are there are many tools out there, many great counselors out there uh, that can help you through those kinds of things. And I really think it's a part of our overall well-being that many people uh, ignore. So that's uh, that's number four. Number five, we have structural well-being. Uh, our body is uh, put together. I'm not going to spend much time on this one. Uh, structurally, things need to be right or we're going to have negative input again into our nervous system just as mental, emotional, and spiritual negativity irritates our electrical system. So does structural irritation. You got a bad knee, a bad back, uh, you know, a, a bad hip. You, you've got an internal digestive problem, things that aren't right. You need to do all you can to get those things right. And that, and there's sometimes not a quick fix on that. So you look at saying, oh, you know, I, I really, I've got this, I've got that, I've got this. I need to, I need to address those particular problems. And you start to do that on a gradual basis. Well, that's uh, five of the six. The last one is toxins. Uh, we put a lot of toxins in our body, but we know toxins are anything that are kind of uh, negative to our system. Some of the big, uh, I would say the big three toxins that that we put in our, our bodies, uh, sometimes we think it's for our, our better uh, well-being. But anyway, we have uh, uh, tobacco products, alcohol, and medications. Yeah, yeah I said medications. A lot of people think, ah, oh, if I can just take more medications, I'll be healthier. Try that. Uh, yeah. Most of the people that I see that are taking, uh, you know, four, five, six, eight, ten medications a day aren't the healthiest people you'd want to see. Matter of fact, they're usually very unhealthy. Uh, so medications, and the reason that being is that medications don't necessarily fix a lot of things, but they have side effects that are negative. Every medication has a side effect. But I'm getting a little sidetracked on that. Um, tobacco products are found to be carcinogenic, and we're putting these toxins in our bodies. Uh, I, I laugh at this whole debate over vaping, and and uh, one side says, oh, you know, the, all these statistics aren't uh, accurate, and all of the uh, kids that have died and individuals died, they were buying, uh, you know, black market vaping products. Well, let me let me clue you in on something. Our lungs are designed to take in air. They do best when you take in air on a regular basis. When you're getting anything put in your lungs on a repetitive basis over and over again, that's not air. It's going to cause a problem. Let me repeat that. It's going to cause a problem, whether it's cigarettes, whether it's first-hand smoke, second-hand smoke, whether it's vaping, whether it's just junk in the air, uh, toxins in the air that aren't supposed to be there. Uh, you're going to have a problem eventually taking those things in your lungs. Um, so those are toxins. Um, so we, we know tobacco products, whether it's chew or cigarettes or whatever it is, they, there's many carcin, carcinogenic 
materials in there. Vaping also has carcinogenic material in it. It has toxins in it. It's going to cause a problem. It's toxic, whether you think so or not. It's toxic. Well, it's less toxic than cigarettes. Okay, uh, maybe that's true, but it's still toxic, and we don't need it in our system. And then there's alcohol. Alcohol is a huge problem you know, in our country. Uh, thousands and thousands of people die every year in some related form uh, to alcohol problems. And a little bit of alcohol, maybe a drink a day. Some studies have shown that there are some health benefits to that. When we get past that, uh, there's a lot of damage that's done by alcohol. So we have alcohol and, and uh, tobacco products, medications. Uh, I went off on a little bit of a rant already on medications. And, and there's a place for medications. Uh, just because I'm a chiropractor, I'm not anti-medication. There's a place for medications. Medications do save lives. But my problem with too many folks is that they're replacing lifestyle changes with a medication to impact their health problem when if they change their lifestyle, they could be healthier without the medication, without the side effects of the medication. There's not a week that goes by that I don't have a patient come in that's on some kind of cholesterol medication or heart medication for an issue that's minor, in other words, their cholesterol is slightly above where it should be, and they're on a cholesterol medication when they haven't had any heart problems, but they're trying to do it on a preventative basis. And by and large, uh, uh, the cure is many times worse than what they're treating. In other words, the side effects from the medication are worse than the condition that's being treated. Something's wrong with that. And a lot of people, not all of them, a lot of people have that particular problem. So I take the big three. There's a whole bunch of other toxins that are out there in our environment, in our homes. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole topic in and itself. But we have to start eliminating those toxins. So let's say you're a smoker or let's say you uh, drink more than one alcoholic beverage a day or maybe there's one or two nights a week you're drinking more alcoholic beverages than that than one. Uh, uh, you might think about starting to cut back on those things. If you're a smoker, absolutely, you need to start working on a plan to get off those cigarettes, period. If you say, well, I'm vaping, then I'd work on a plan to get off vaping, period. You don't need to be doing either one of those. But I know that this is a very addictive product and, and it's hard to get off of it. But there are ways out there. There are other groups out there that, that can help you get off of those particular products. Look at all of your medications if you're taking some and really talk to your doctors. Hey, do I really need this? Is there some other way to go about this? Are there natural ways to treat this particular problem you have without having to take a medication? And then we look at all of the other from the, the cleaners and different things that we have in our environment and our homes that are toxic that we need to start working on getting away from those particular products. Well, that kind of sums up all of these six particular areas of, of wellness that we need to focus on. And I kind of looked at why we need to focus on them, why they're important to do this, why it's important to eliminate these types of, of things that are that are in our lifestyle and make some changes. Uh, how do we go about do this? I gave you a little recommendation in the beginning. We start with, with two of them. Uh, let's take functional activity, exercise, and nutrition. So we start getting moving a little bit, a little more than we're moving now, and then we start cleaning up our diet. We work on just those two things for the first two, three weeks. 
And then we say, okay, I'm gonna I'm evaluating how much I'm resting, and I know, boy, there's I've got some problems there. I'm not really getting good quality rest. We start to incorporate how do I get a little better rest? And there are ways to do that. And then mental, emotional, spiritually, you're looking at stressful situations in your life, and you say, hey, you're starting to put a plan together one by one that you start dealing with these stressful situations in your life and starting to make some improvements in those areas. At the same time, you're looking at yourself structurally. Are there areas that need to have some work done to improve the function structurally of those areas? And then also, you know, toxins and and where can I start eliminating some toxins from my life? And you do this over a two, three-month period of time, gradually working on each of those areas, incorporating maybe a new area that you're going to work on um, over the next two weeks and and maybe two or three weeks from now, I'm going to start working on this. And before you know it, you've made some pretty big changes in your lifestyle and it becomes a new lifestyle. It's not some radical thing you're going on just for a set period of time where you get off it and go back to your old way of life. And, and I'll tell you, and this is what I tell my patients and I want it to sink in. I hope it will. Your body guess what? It's the only one you're going to get and it has to last a lifetime and it's up to you by and large to take care of it. Don't do what so many of my patients do. They realize as they get into their 70s or 80s that their health is falling apart and they wish that they had taken better care of it so they can be more active and do more things with their kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids and some of the things that they like to do now that they have time to do it, but they can't do it because they're unhealthy and they're unhealthy primarily because they've not taken care of. They've not taken the steps. Maybe they didn't know what steps to take, Um, But now that they're doing them, they wish they had done them earlier. So it's the only body you're going to get, and it has to last a lifetime. If your body wears out long before the end of your life, you suffer in the last decade or two, and that's not what you want, when by and large, it's mostly under your control. Genetically, there are some issues that can cause health problems for us, but by and large, a biggest chunk of it, 70 or 75% of our overall well-being, is under our control. So that's the part I want you to focus on. I don't want you to try and revolutionize your lifestyle overnight, although some of you may want to do that, but I want you to gradually, little by little, start incorporating some better habits, better better habits, better habits, better habits. And it's a habit. Our lifestyle is a habit. So you can break old habits and you can start new good habits, but it's up to you. I hope this has been of some value to you. Uh, Starting out uh, 2020 on the right step. Uh, I know those resolutions probably have fallen by the wayside, but just take some gradual steps now and you'll have a brighter future, not only this year, but in the years beyond. My goal is to try to help you be healthy, vital, active, well into your 70s, 80s, 90s, or maybe even a hundred. I know a number of people that are well into their hundreds and still very healthy, vital, and active. Well, until next time, this has been Coffee with the Doc.